This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. Coming to you today on the third day of January 2023, brand new day. Uh, excited by the new year. Uh, I was just going through a bunch of stuff this morning. I've got a, a like a whole notebook full of stuff I want to get done this year. Uh, so hopefully we'll we'll plow through most of that list, shake out. But uh, we're kicking off this year with a new episode by a longtime friend of mine, um, a, a guy who's been in the industry forever. Who's been I, I, it just seems so weird that I was trying to think back this morning how long we've been friends, but it's been a long time. But uh, please welcome Martin King to the episode uh, this morning, and I uh, look forward to having a good conversation. So welcome, sir. How are you? Hey, Greg. Let me just decode that. We're just old. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one way of saying it. I was hey, I'm, doing, kind I'm doing great, Greg. I'm doing wonderful. Happy New Year to you, bud. Well, happy New Year to you. Thanks for uh, taking time with us this morning. So, you know, a, a, a friend of mine, I won't say good friend yet, but I'm working toward his good graces, is a guy named Mitch Joel. And Mitch does a lot of writing and he's a podcaster and a, just an extraordinary journalist. But um, he opens his podcast in a really cool way I like. So I'm going to emulate, I'm going to channel my inner Mitch Joel and I'm going to say, who are you and what do you do? Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I uh, love Martin King is my name, as you mentioned. And I, um, Greg, I'm right in the middle of a, of a pivot. Uh, I, you know my history, but I'll put it out there anyway. I was an HVAC refrigeration contractor for many, many years. And then I got into manufacturing process chillers. And in 2020, I retired. And um, that lasted for... Uh, about a year and a half. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went back doing some consulting work because I was excited about it. But uh, while all that was going on, I I started uh, Process Chiller Academy, which is a, a school, an online school. And I really enjoyed doing that. I've been kind of, uh, I've been sort of playing with that whole concept of, of an online uh, help center for technicians, uh, gosh, back since, uh, 2016, 2017. Anyway, so I went back to work and, um, I did that for about eight months uh, doing, uh, working, you know, 40 hours a week. And I loved it. I love the people I worked with, but I decided, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take control of my schedule again. Cause I could. So, uh, yeah. I, had an idea about a year ago about um, broadening my horizon. So when you're, you know, when you're trying to do a school for process chillers, that's a niche within a niche, right? So I decided that um, I really did some soul searching uh, about what I was passionate about, and what I came up with is skilled trades. I'm, I'm really, ex I've always been a cheerleader like you, you know, for skilled trades. So I started uh, a website, skilltraderescue.com, and yep. uh, I'm in the process of pivoting. I'm not going to do away with the Chiller Academy, but I'm going to be putting all my energy into helping uh, youth understand that there is another option for college in skilled trades. I think we've gotten a really bad rap. 
uh, and yeah. um, I'm I'm doing some pretty interesting stuff, which I'm going to be sharing. Uh, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about it, but I've got some some technology we're putting to bear to get the truth out of what's really going on in uh, skilled trades. So I'm I'm really excited about it. That's that's the thing I'm doing right now. So. Well, I, I'm I'm super excited, as you know. Everything you do, I, I follow and try to participate in to the best of my ability. And you know, even going back to PCA, that the, the uh, uh, Process Chiller Academy, uh, just seeing that come to life and and knowing you know our mutual passion for skill trades development. We've got a really cool workshop coming up in a couple of weeks. Two old guys in your office. That'd be me and you. Uh, just getting together for a day. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, as much as we have fun talking and texting and online and all the stuff we do, you know, I had a need to be on the West Coast, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one more day, and I'm gonna go see you because, and and I talk about this a lot internally, you know, my life uh, or my home life and work. There's nothing like sitting down and having a cup of coffee or a beer with somebody versus, you know, doing it over uh, ones and zeros as we we're doing it online. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to see you in person and, and have some time together. But, you know, the, the core of what we will wind up talking about, regardless of where we start, uh, you know, we could start talking about fishing. We're going to wind up on skilled trade. So that's right. You know, we might as well start there and save all the hoopla. But. Um, there are so many uh, initiatives that are blossoming right now, man. There, there's. I just got some information yesterday. Um, the the paper ceiling, you know, and this this initiative to saw that eradicate the need for uh, degrees, and uh, you know, there's so much to be said for apprenticeships, and there's so much to be said for mentoring, and all the different ways of educating people that that you've experienced as a tech, as a business owner, as a manufacturer, uh, as a trainer. I mean, your resume, you know, if you look at it, you know, I, I think when we live a resume, you don't always see it like other people do. But right. if you stack everything up that you have done within the industry, it's pretty damn impressive of the many different layers of the skilled trades that you've touched. And you know, one thing that you and I worked on, um, I don't know, maybe last summer in the spring was the, the, the pay discrepancy information that's floating around out there. And, you know, we did some research on, on what is reported uh, for, for trades to be paid versus what mechanics and technicians are actually being paid. And there is a big discrepancy with you know real life being better than what some of the uh, outlets uh, choose to publish, I'll say, uh, is is currently available, and maybe that's some information we'll talk about within a couple of weeks when we when we see each other. But um, now it's just I think it's a really interesting, fun, uh, and rewarding time to be in the skilled trades. Uh, I call it the cheerleading mode, you know, because we, I, the company I work for now, Service Logic, awesome company. They bought my company way back when, yeah. in 2014, seems like forever ago, eight years. You know, we have uh, about 4,000 or so skilled workers in the field. And 
we probably could use 6,000, you know, uh, some number like that. Um, because everyone that I know, our companies, uh, as well as the industry at large, is always seeking uh, quality people to join them. Um, you know, and, and we've often said, you hire, for, hire the person, train for skill. And I think there's this awakening right now. Um, and I don't want to mistake that for the word woke. We are awakening in a whole different way. Um, that, you know, training people with hard skills of how to read a meter, understanding vapor compression cycle, all of that's super duper important for sure from a theoretical standpoint. But I think there's this really cool piece of the industry of, of training in general that's waking up to the EQ side of people and understanding how to train a young technician so that she can go up to her customer and communicate well about what she found in, in the attic or in the boiler room or wherever um, versus, you know, when you and I were younger and, and coming up, it was just, you know, we kind of had to figure that out for ourselves, right. uh, stumbling over words and probably uh, saying too much at times and probably saying too little at times in our, in our effort to communicate the problem. But I think we're doing better and better and better of helping our younger talent understand the human side as well as the technical side. What, what's your take on that? We haven't talked about it, but I'm curious. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So I, I want to address the, um, the, the core thing that I heard what you said, Craig, is that uh, the, the abilities that the average technician have nowadays, they're riding around in the truck and they, you know, they have these amazing devices here that they can pick up and they can get all of human history if they wanted to, or how a machine works. They could, they have access to more, technical knowledge than ever before. So I think, I think in that real box, time. yeah, what's that? In real time. Yeah. So I think that box is really checked. Um, yep. You know, it used to be when we were first coming through the trades, Greg, you know, when we had a problem with a piece of equipment, especially if it was an older piece of equipment, you walk up there, you open the door up and the, the schematic is dust. You can't read it. Right. Uh, and you have to get on the phone and call a manufacturer, which was a building where people worked and they got 50 million calls coming in and you had to wait an hour and a half, two hours to talk to anybody if you're lucky. Right. So now, now hold on, don't, don't skip too quickly. <laughs> you were sitting in the customer's break room on the <laughs> landline. Oh, that oh you right. You could borrow yeah, and they were really happy to be paying me 60 bucks an hour to, to be on the telephone, right? I can't tell you how many service calls I had to credit as a business owner because the yeah. customer would say, look, your guy's on the phone. That technician should know all this stuff. I'm like, okay. Anyway, so, so the point right. of it is is that the, the, the technical information that the, um, the, the average technician has available right now is – is off the charts, and in a lot of ways, technology took a took a huge weight off the manufacturers. So I was a manufacturer. I know how all this used to work. 
um, as long as we were diligent about putting our documentation online so the technicians had access to it, we, we really, uh, we, we didn't have to explode our administrative staff to have people manning the phones as much, right? So that, that's, that's a big thing. Where I'm really focused right now is, um, is, an, is an awakening, and I, again, I'm not talking about woke either. I'm talking about the mindsets of what a, tech, a, a successful technician needs to be in 2023. And, and actually, this doesn't have much to do with the technical side. Because the technical side, for the most part, service logics, the big contractors, and even small contractors too, they're doing a good job at leveraging technology and making sure technically the, the, the people running the calls have the skills. What I'm finding a lot of challenges right now is A, the amount of information that the uh, people making decisions, career decisions have about skilled trades right now the like you know we and we can talk about this a lot in the near future but um there's there's still a competition between skilled trades and the four-year college and i'm not saying four-year college is a bad idea i'm just saying that um there there needs to be uh an awakening as to uh the real opportunities and the work-life balance and the job satisfaction in skilled trades, which is off the hook, um, it could, could really make a big difference to get more people in. And what I'm focusing on is awareness of information, getting some real information out there to the decision makers who are deciding if they want to go into skilled trades. And I'm trying to also work on uh, the, the habits. Um, in other words, training people to deal with um, Habits, how habits are formed, you know, what type of work habits do you need to be successful? What type of money management you need to understand in order to be successful? Uh, what, what is, what is work ethic, uh, have to do with your success equation, that kind of thing. So what I'm trying to do is, um, is educate on once you do have your skilled trades job, how do you just knock it out of the park? That that's really what I'm, I'm looking to do. Well, that I, I was writing down habit versus work ethic when you said work ethic. So <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I think about that and I thought when you were saying it, how impactful that is because those are different things habitual activity and work ethic are different, but right. they can really complement each other. So tell me a little bit of, give, give us a little teaser on that. Well, about a year ago, I, I'm a faithful man. So I was praying a lot about what I, what I could do, um, what message I needed to put out there. And the, the concept that my brain came up with is a pyramid. And at the bottom, at the base of that pyramid is what I call technical excellence. So this is, this is the, the technical stuff that you need to understand. But what I'm trying to teach is what habits you need to have around technical excellence. So for example, I'll give you a, a workday example. Let's say you have a new technician, maybe they just, they're a year or two in, and they have a choice between A 
on a Thursday night going out and having a few beers with some buddies uh, or B, going to a, a class that's offered by one of the wholesalers, right? Well, that, that discipline, that habit of going for training first, if you can, I'm, I'm going to argue that selecting B, not that you shouldn't have good times, but B would be the, uh, a plus to your career, right? So decision-making, right? So technical excellence, taking advantage of the opportunities. The next one up on the ring has to do, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the next one up on the pyramid has to do with um, uh, solid work ethic, okay? So you get solid work ethic, and then right above that is, is uh, uh, excuse me, right below that is technical excellence. So solid work ethic has to do with how you behave in the workplace and uh, habits around that. And then up on the pyramid, one more is what I call every dollar. Now, this addresses a challenge that technicians have. And in a lot of ways, uh, you money management actually becomes a lot more of a problem for technicians because you're going to work right out of high school. And if you're good and you're following your your career path, your wages increase pretty quickly because there's such a need. All the employers, if they see a superstar, they're, they're going to start paying, paying these people more. And unfortunately, in our public school system, they took away the money management. They don't, they don't even teach you how to balance a checkbook anymore. They just don't. So what technicians have a challenge with is building up debt, getting living outside their means, so what I want to communicate on that pyramid of success is how to properly manage money, how to budget. I don't do any investment type things. I'm just talking about the habits on money management. And the last thing, which I think is the most important, sits right at the top of the pyramid is, is work-life balance, okay, or, or for short, balance. Because this is another pressure that technicians are having. A superstar tends to get scheduled to do a lot of stuff. And if there's a, if the technicians are shorthanded at this company, which most are, your superstars are going to be the ones that are going to get dispatched to go do a lot of stuff. And um, what ends up happening uh, more times than not is the work-life balance gets out of whack. And before you know it, you're going to have some challenges with your home life, and the reason why that work-life balance is at the top is if your home life gets out of whack, what ends up happening is it doesn't matter how strong your foundation is, your technical excellence, it doesn't matter how your work ethic is going, it doesn't really matter how your money management is going. If that top thing gets messed up, the whole pyramid could potentially crash, right? So it's, it's a balance, it's habits around those four key areas is what I'm focusing on right now. I uh, I love all of those. Um, I would embellish a couple of those too, Martin. Um, I think about, you know, most of our technicians have the need to drive themselves to a job site. Um, and if you're uninsurable, um, oh, yeah, that is a big thing. And so when, when you look at your pyramid, and I, I love, I love it. I drew it out while you were talking. Um, the, the work ethic slash the behaviors that drive that, you know, go really deep in, in that 
to to what you're talking about with the choosing to go to a training or sitting at home doing online training versus going out for a beer for the ball game. Um, something as innocuous as going out for a beer for the ball game can turn into a DUI, which turns into no job or at least not the job that they're striving for because right. they get unbearable. So, you know, the, and, uh, and, and this is, this is history talking. There's a lot of us that were lucky over the years, uh, that, that skated through probably, uh, more than one time of not being harassed or, or charged rather not harassed, but charged with driving after having beers. Um, so there's the fortunate, but the, the unfortunate few, uh, that really impacts the life and their, their career, uh, because of that inability to drive. Therefore, uh, the home life gets really out of whack when you don't have that opportunity. So, um, and then you, you, the, every dollar piece of that pyramid is really strong. Um, you know, younger, and, and this all comes with immaturity and, and growing into uh, a, a grown, better thinking adult. Um, so you charge $100 an hour for a service call. The guy's making 35 on the check. So the company's keeping 65 You know, how unfair is that? I think understanding the dynamics of a business and understanding what it costs to roll a truck and understanding burden cost and all the stuff that goes with getting that truck and those tools and that training and that certificate of insurance and all that stuff, we have done a poor job as an industry right. over the years of educating our, our frontline uh, heroes. So I think, you know, your four your four levels or rings as you described it of the pyramid you know maybe uh pyramid 2.0 is really starting to divide those rings and what do mm -hmm. each one of those represent um is how it hits me anyway I, I love i love the whole thing that is based around education right well what what i'm doing right now greg is um i i just uh I'm just publishing my first ebook on technical excellence and what my, my hope, because th this is a work in process. I, I don't, I definitely don't know everything. I mean, I, I just don't, I've been blessed to be able to have a lot of work experience and life experience. And I think I have a pretty good idea, but what really matters, Greg, is whatever it is we do, me and you and me, uh, our, our cheerleaderdom of, of skilled trades, what, what really matters is when we put our ideas out there, we start getting feedback and we start getting input as to what's working and what's not working. And one of the things I really uh, appreciate nowadays is I think uh, this generation that we're dealing with right now, if you learn how to communicate with them, and I've got a lot to learn. I've got three boys, millennials, right? And uh, they're teaching me a lot. Right. So if you listen really closely, they will tell you what what they like about something and what they don't like. And I think one of the things that they pick up on real quickly, the younger generation is authenticity. 
they they understand somebody who's trying to communicate to them that's not being authentic. So what I'm trying to do is is provide information, be as authentic as I can in how I present it, and uh, be vulnerable to getting that feedback. And once I get that feedback, I'm going to make tweaks to the success pyramid. And just like you, you just gave me a really good piece of input. And uh, you never know, that may make its way into one of my podcasts or a workshop or something like that that I'm planning. So, <laughs> Well, I, I think that part of uh, being either bald or gray uh, is <laughs> that we continuously learn that we don't know much. Uh, right. We continuously learn that we have to listen a lot um, because we spent, you know, 50 years talking. Now we get to do 50 years of listening and trying to implement, um, which is, is kind of, I hope the way the math works anyway. But, um, you know, to your point, um, there, there's so many little nuances in, in talking with younger people, listening to your to your kids how do they want to be communicated with, you know, and it's like, we, we've heard it forever through these uh, personality profiles and what, what have you that we've learned. Don't communicate to others. Like you want to be communicated to communicate to what a message that they can hear, not right. just listen to or not that they can listen to, not just hear. And, and, you know, our, my, my buddy, uh, Eric Boland, who works with us at Service Logic, he's building our academy, Service Logic Edge Academy. And so much of what Eric is uh, being able to concentrate on, especially 2022, getting this thing off the ground, is how to communicate the messages to uh, a wide variety. You know, we have 18-year-olds and we have 58-year-olds. And, and, you know, probably either side of that number, but 5,000 people in between that age bracket. And what is the most fluid way to communicate? How did they want to hear the information? How did they want the information delivered? Is it an ebook? Is it a webinar? Is it a podcast? It's probably all of that. You right. Know, being able, and, and, you know, part of my deal at Service Logic is I, I help uh, manage the safety program. And what I tell our, our folks in the safety side of the equation, my job is to build a toolbox. I'm right. not trying to tell Martin, our, our president, you know, in, in uh, wherever you happen to live at one of our companies, I'm not telling you which tool to pick. I'm just saying that these tools are polished and vetted and they're steady and sturdy. So you pick what works. And Eric's kind of building our, our academy that way is that we're offering multimedia ways to learn in person, right. online, however you need to consume the information is what we're trying to do. And I think that's important when we're, we're thinking about different uh, age groups of, of being able to, uh, you know, I, I was laughing actually because Obviously, I had a technical issue this morning, as I normally do. And instead of texting you back, I just called you because that's what I do. And it's just funny that a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. It's just easier to text. But for me, it's easier to call. So 
that right there is a prime example of how we have to make sure we're thinking through all the alternatives of communication. So yeah, and and not everybody learns the same way. You know, down another right. layer of complexity in there. And it's all it's been this way since uh, you know the beginning of time. You have some people that are kinesthetic learners, where they got to feel good about what they're learning. They're they're internalizing it. You got your visual learners. You try to verbalize how how something works on a visual. Mm, it's a little difficult. You got to show them, right? Yeah. And then you have you know then you have your your auditories that they want to get a written manual step by step by step how to do it. Everybody's a little bit different. I think in the education realm, you have to kind of present the each subject that you're trying to represent. Like I'm talk, trying to talk about every dollar, how, about money management. Well, you want to present it uh, in in all three formats, which is it's kind of a challenge. You want to show them for your visuals. You want to have written documentation that shows it. And then you also want to, don't forget about your kinesthetics because um, those are people that need to feel the right way about what they're learning. So you have to make sure in your presentation that you're explaining to them um, that, you know, what the feelings that are going to be connected with your ability to money management, right? You know, the... the you spell that word for me? It's it, kinesthetic. I, I'm dyslexic. You'll have to look at it. Kinesthetic learners are... Uh, are people uh, that rely very heavily on their in intuition or their feeling about things. Okay. I'm not, uh, and, I wasn't familiar with that word. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's three different types and, um, and they each have their own, um, they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so there, there's a book out there by a guy named Michael Brooks. Um, it's called the, um, uh, the power of business rapport, I believe it's called. And he talks about that a lot, and okay. I've applied a lot of that stuff to um, to to learning. It's it's pretty fascinating, actually. And you can actually put a K like Kellogg K kinesthetic, yeah, Kines kinesthetic. Okay. Um, well, there's another one for the Google machine later. Today. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so the idea of it is, and and actually in that book, and I'm not I'm not trying to sell the book, but um, Brooks talks about. Uh, how do I actually, actually you can use, uh, I don't want to sound too hocus pocus here, but this actually works. You can actually determine how somebody processes new information by watching their eyes. So you, so if you're trying to present somebody with a learning experience, um, you can watch their eye cues and their, their visual cues to determine how they're processing what they're learning. It's fascinating, especially if it's one-on-one. -on -one, so well, that's funny you said that because I was on a, a conference call earlier this morning and one of the presenters had a whole lot more eye movement than the other nine people on the call. So right. I'll have to I'll have to check that out and, and, and then I can uh, understand his his deal a little bit better. But yeah, it's interesting uh, stuff. Yeah, Greg, it's it's K I N E S T H E-T-I-C, kinesthetic learning. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for looking that up. We'll yeah. check that out because maybe that's a word that I've been looking for and didn't understand how to go find um, in that type of person. So, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people uh, that I've dealt with over the years, younger types especially, uh, that are not attuned to reading a manual thoroughly, um, 
they always say, hey, I'd, I'd rather, you know, do this and learn by touching and feeling uh, and, and getting that physical touch and seeing the result. So maybe that's where they fell. Uh, and I just didn't know the word. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I, 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 I've, I've always taught, um, even when I was back when I was an HVAC contractor, um, I've always taught my technicians myself a lot. Of, I, I had classes every, whenever I can get them to show up, they, you know, usually no. a lot of times we had classes on Saturdays, I would teach them whatever they wanted to learn about, obviously, you know, directed toward HVAC refrigeration at the time. But uh, I've always been fascinated with how people learn and take in uh, information. So it's, it's a whole different subject. And it's just just amazing to me how, how, how the brain works. <laughs> well, I, if you look at that, um, if you look at that pyramid, though, each one of those four rings is associated with the learning of some type. So yep. I think that the communicating uh, on any level is super important. Uh, let alone when you're really trying to hone your your message uh, like you are with this pyramid because it's really cool. I, I can't wait to play with that a little bit uh, and where we can talk about it when I come out. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've talked a little bit about our history. We've talked a little bit about what we're doing. What What's on your horizon, man? Tell me what you see this thing blossoming into. What would you like to see it blossom into? Where you, Where are you headed with it? Wow. Thanks for asking that one. Uh, so I am planning on my, my first thing is to uh, hone the message is to come up with what this pyramid looks like. I want to get feedback and and learn about what what people are really struggling with. And I and I can't do that really till I get out there. So that segues into what I want to do. So my plan is, is to have a, a really great website where people can go to gather information um, and ultimately what I want to do my wife and I have been talking about this is I would like to uh, it, I'd like to go do workshops uh, I'm gonna start doing workshops online uh, about the what I call the VEST the success pyramid for technicians and again this has nothing to do with with techno, uh, uh, with with technical stuff, so it spans across all the skill traits, not just HVAC. So best goes for balance, right? And then every dollar, and then ethics, and then technical excellence. So B E S T. That's what it stands for. This is all going to be out on the website that I'll be launching pretty quick. Anyway, but to answer your question, Greg, is what I want to do is. I want to get feedback that I'm actually on target with this message. And then I want to go out and work for business owners, work for trade associations, possibly, maybe, I hope, I'm praying to get in front of uh, homeschool associations, you know, where, where kids, mothers, fathers, families are making decisions about what, what the youth does right out of, um, you know, right out of high school. And I'm hoping, if, if in my little way, Greg, what I'm hoping I can do is, uh, you know, out of a thousand kids, I may be able to get in front of, and I, when I say kids, I'm youth, you know, kids that are 17, 18, 19. Uh, if I can get, you know, um, give skilled trades a bump by 5%, 
where, you know, wait, we met this guy, Martin King, and he, he did this workshop and, and he put some really good information. He gave me some, a, good, a clear path and how to be successful. And, uh, and you know, the, the youth goes out to be a bricklayer or an electrician or an HVAC guy. That would be um, really fulfilling for me because skilled trades, it's what I've been doing. I mean, I went back to college, but, you know, I, I've been doing this uh, right since right out of high school. <laughs> so Well, I, I love hearing that. I think it, it you know, it, it, we both know how important it is to each other. And I think our, our people that follow us know how important it is to us because we're consistent. Um, we're goofy, uh, but we're dedicated to doing it uh, long term. And um, I, I just, I appreciate your passion for doing it. So. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Back at you, buddy. It, well, you know, I know that we have, uh, you know, time restraints on today because people have other things to do than to listen to us uh, chop hash all day about it. But um, <laughs> really appreciate you taking time with us and explaining uh, the pyramid. Look forward to, to more information. Do you want to tease us with a website or just is it going to be to be determined and you'll get more information out to us later? There, there is a website out now. It's, uh, it's skilledtraderescue.com, skilledtraderescue.com. Uh, right now, it's sort of a placeholder site. Uh, we are doing a major renovation on that site that should be coming live. should be sometime before you show up here, Greg. Oh, uh, and the the uh, ebook technical excellence is published it'll be offered on that site uh, most of the content on the site is going to be totally free uh, and I have a lot of success stories there's uh, there's three areas to the site there's inspire which I have interviews from what I call my current and future uh, millionaires the, these are these are technicians that are just knocking it out of the park um, and some are business owners that were technicians, uh, that too. And then we have a discover page that's going to be just uh, free content. Uh, a work, I have an online workshop that I'm getting ready to, to launch. And then uh, so there inspire discover and then there's a learn page that I'll be um, this is this is your first to hear this, Greg. So the the learn page is going to have my ebook for sale. I'm going to sell it at first right on the website just to start getting feedback and the proceeds go. I'm, I'm not in this for the money. Trust me. <laughs> so the proceeds are going to, um, to keeping the website going. Uh, and sometimes I'll have to pay for, you know, people to come in and talk to me about stuff. Um, and also too, I, I plan on, like I say, I, I want a way to, save up some capital to get out on the road uh in my little rv and um and and do some speaking engagements and stuff so it'll cover those costs so that's it that's uh that's the website <laughs> well i can't wait to see it in, in full color um you oh know. i got one more thing i want to share greg do you got just another minute absolutely okay so i uh we we did a partnership with Microsoft on um, their Power BI platform. Anyway, long story short, uh, along with the new website, we are launching a national wage survey. So in, in this, 
this is going to be kind of unique because it's live. So in other words, we're trying to get tradespeople to declare a few things, their, their industry, what they're doing, uh, what their level of job satisfaction is, what's their wage range, annual income, that kind of thing. And it's, um, the, the data that's coming from the survey is going to be hosted live on the website. So somebody fills out a survey, it, it's automatically populated to the website, full, you know, full transparency. Um, and as we get more and more people into the survey, I'm going to be able to expand the amount of data because there's more data to work with. So I'm going to let it run all this year. We're going to see, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, trying to highlight some problems that um, you taught, you touched on earlier on in this podcast. Uh, I believe in my heart that uh, one of the headwinds that skilled trades is dealing with is that there's a lot of, um, misinformation out there let's just put it lightly about uh how uh how the wages are really going how job satisfaction is really going how work-life balance is really going within skilled trades i think just by telling the right story we're going to attract a lot more people into skilled trades well i love that and power bi is such a cool tool we, we use that yeah for a lot of things at our company and the amount of data and, and but then I think about I've been to Microsoft Azure cloud uh, facilities. So the amount of data that it can process that quickly is kind of mind, mind boggling on one side of my brain. And then on the other side is like, no, it's not dumb. dumb. You've seen these, you know, million square foot facilities full of servers. So I have to I'm always back. I can. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a beast. It's a beast. It's, it's going to be. What, what's really cool about that is the fact that it's real time. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I hope people will be uh, genuine and true uh, with their reporting uh, so that we can really gain the um, true feeling, you know, or true, uh, I don't know what the right word is, the true uh, number, whatever. Right. You know. Authenticity is the word I'm searching for. So, um, and I have to believe that will that will bubble up to the surface. So, super excited yeah. about that. Um, well, man, I'm gonna tell you what. Um, I'm excited to see you. We've got yes, so man. much to talk about. There's so yeah. many people, Martin, that are doing cool stuff. You know, um, the ebook you've got coming out. Uh, there's a fellow, Nick Kasich, who lives up in your neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, who just released a book called Making the Trades Cool Again. Right. I saw that. There's such a cool vibe right now uh, of people, you know, like us, our age, that are young, older people that want to propel this thing to the next level and to keep the, you know, like the big bellows on a furnace. You know, we're just pumping right. it, man trying to really get it stoked. So I'm excited. Um, thank you for taking time with us and, and talking about what you're doing. Um, I can't wait to, to, you know, Skill Trades Rescue uh, Rebirth. We'll, we'll publish the crap out of that and share when, 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 you, when you say go, we'll go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, I appreciate that, Greg. You, you've always been a really great supporter and 
I got to tell you, you're one of the best dot connectors I've ever I've ever run across amongst your many talents. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's it's just what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why, uh, but we'll figure it, it out eventually. It feels good. It feels yeah. good. But, all right. So, uh, well, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I want to I want to genuinely thank Martin King for taking time today and talking with us about all the skills, uh, uh, you know, education, the pyramid, everything he's doing is just super exciting. Um, I can't wait to, to dig in deeper. We're going to see him in a couple of weeks in person. So we'll have an update on that. But, oh yeah. Um, for now, I'm going to call it a day. Um, Thank you for taking time. You can go to Apple or Spotify and search straight out of Crumpton. You can find this online. You can go to marketscale.com and search Crumpton. You'll find us there. And always, you can go to gregcrumpton.com. There's this crazy spinning roulette wheel. If you pick podcast, you will land here and you will get to hear Martin King doing his thing. So <laughs> for now... Greg Crumpton signing off. Martin King, thank you very much and have a great day, everyone.